that your children have gathered in this sacred place. And we have gathered here this morning to be instructed by you. We've, been, we've gathered here this morning to hear words of wisdom from you. We've gathered here this morning to hear words of faith by you. So in faith, Lord God, I sit down and I thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing what only you can do. In the wonderful name of Jesus, my soul says, Amen. amen. Last week, I asked you all, did you, had you ever heard of call and response as far as sermons or messages are concerned? Call and response is an African tradition, and it is a tradition where when the pastor speaks, then you as a congregation will respond or answer or make an acknowledgement of what is being said. Well, our call and response is going to be a little different like it was last week because I will be asking you questions in the middle of the sermon and expecting for you to give me answers. Amen. So uh, last week, uh, God started us on this sermon series of strengthening your faith. And as I told you last week, if there is one time in life, or if there is a time in life that we need our faith strengthened, it's right now. I, I don't know about you, but I know about me. If there is a time in my life that I need my faith strengthened, amen, it is even right now. So God gave us some points last week, and I'm not going to ask you, I'm not going to quiz you on what they were. I'm not even going to ask you if you did what I asked and pray on them all week long. I hope and pray that you did. And if you didn't, I hope and pray that you'll do this coming week. But he gave us some points last week to help us strengthen our faith. And the first point that he gave us last week, I'm going to go over this quickly, is the fact that God's kingdom is here on this earth right now. That God's kingdom is here on this earth right now. And the second point was that the moment we gave our life to Christ, we became a part of God's kingdom. The moment we gave our life to Christ, we became a part of God's kingdom. So we as believers are supposed to be living in God's kingdom in the midst of a dark and sinful world, right? And God showed us last week that there are some kingdom principles that we are supposed to live and go by as we live in this kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. God said last week that he was going to give us the keys to how to live in the kingdom. Remember, Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Remember, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, so on and so forth. This is all review. And we learned from last week that the keys to the kingdom were what? What was the keys to the kingdom that God taught us last week? Prayer, Prayer is the key to the kingdom. And what? Faith and faith unlocks the door. So the keys to living in God's kingdom in the midst of a dark and fallen world is prayer and faith. Prayer and faith. God told us last week, he showed us in scripture last week, and we'll look at it again today, that if you believe, you will receive whatever it is you ask in prayer. 
If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask in prayer. And we saw that the victory that overcomes the world, the way that we will have victory in this world is by our faith. It is not by any other means, but the way that we as believers have victory in this world is through our faith. And God showed us last week that believing faith requires action. You cannot have faith and you don't act on it. You cannot, there is no such thing as saying, I have faith and you do not act on it. And the first, remember we looked at the book of James where James says, show me your faith without your works or without you acting on it. And I'll show you my faith by my works or by my acting on it. You understand? So God is saying the first thing we do when we are to act on our faith is we got to speak the word out of our mouth. That's the first action that you have to do when you are walking in faith. You got to speak it out of your mouth. We're going to look at that a little bit more this morning. And then the last point he gave us last week is that we have got, and sometimes it's going to be necessary for us to choose to believe. You know, things may be going on in your life and, and things look like all hell is broke loose and uh, nothing is ever going to work out right or whatever. But God says what you have to do is you have to choose to believe. He says, yes, sometimes doubt and fear may uh, try to enter into your heart and your mind. But the thing for you to do is not to allow the doubt or the fear to take over. You choose to believe even when it looks impossible. Amen. Amen. So those are the points that God gave us last week. Now this morning, God has told me that what I've got to do is I've got to clarify the scripture that says, believe and you will receive whatever you ask in prayer. Because that sounds good, don't it? Believe and receive. It's a, at, believe and you'll receive Whatever you ask, believe, and, and God meant it when God said it. But what Satan does is Satan tries to manipulate the word of God. He tries to manipulate the word of God and take uh, a scriptures like believe and you receive and try to make it into like a magic potion. You know, people walk around talking about uh, I'm going to speak it into existence. I'm going to speak. You hear that all the time. Speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. And they're using that based on the scripture that says, if you believe, you will receive. But God says, when you are speaking something in faith, you are not speaking it because you wish it to be inside of yourself. When you are speaking something into existence, it's not because you're trying to use God's word as a magic potion to get what you want. God said to tell you this morning that what Satan will do is he will try to get you to look at your situation and instead of admitting it to what's going on in your situation, he'll try to get you to lie about it. Oh, yeah, my marriage is wonderful. Oh, my children are the greatest thing this side of heaven. Oh, my body is uh, totally healed and all this other kind of stuff. And you're thinking you're making a faith confession. But 
it's not Bible study, so I'm not going to do you like I really want to do you. But making a faith confession means that when you speak something out of your mouth, you are speaking it based on the Holy Spirit's prompting. The Holy Spirit has to be prompting you, has to be empowering you to say these words of faith. Otherwise, you're just saying empty, meaningless words. Do you understand that? Yes. What did I say? And it's got to be through the power of God. It's got to through the, be through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has got to be empowering you. He's got to be prompting you to say these things. God never tells us in his word to lie about our health. You say, well, wait a minute. The word says, by his stripes, I'm healed. Okay, but does he say to lie about your health? No. No. Does he say to lie about the fact that you you have a financial need? No. Okay. God says there are certain things in our life that are a reality. It may be a reality that right now you have this going on inside of your body. It may be a reality that your marriage is in a certain situation or condition right now. Okay, so you don't want to go around confessing that it's not true, but what you want to do is you want to look at your marriage, your finances, your health based on what the Word of God says. There is a difference in seeing these things the way you see them with your natural eye. But God said what he wants you to do, what he wants me to do, is we got to see things out of our spiritual eye, we've got to see things based on what the word of God says. Mm-hmm. So there's a, do, do you understand the difference there? Do you, I, I'm serious. Do you understand the difference? What's the difference? Y- y- y'all are going to tell, this is call and respond. What is the difference? Because I don't want to be preaching things to you and you don't understand what I'm saying or you don't understand what God is saying. So what is the difference? What we see is not really what it is a lot of times. I'm not quite sure I know what that means. Because what I see is what it is. I mean, I'm talking about like for, for, um, from the perspective of what God wants to give you. You know, like, you know, like, I mean, like we all take things differently. I mean, like, you know, like, 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 like what, you, what you said earlier about just um, people saying empty words. You know, like you hear, hear people say all the time, I'm, I'm a millionaire. Like you see those kind of things on Facebook all the time, you know, where I'm a millionaire, I'm speaking, I'm speaking it into existence, where we all know that's not true, you know. It's okay. Like, it's like they, they call it manifesting uh, you know, something that, you know. Okay, so what, and that's a very good answer. What they're doing is they're looking at the reality of their situation, but God says instead of submitting to discouragement and just looking at the reality of your uh, situation, what you do is you look at the reality of God's promises. God's promises have got to have be more real than what you see with your physical eyes. Do you, do you get God's promises have got to be more real to you than what you see with your natural eye. Mm -hmm. That's walking in faith. 
That's speaking words of faith. When I, I say, okay, Lord, this is going on with my body, but you said that if I pray and ask you for healing, that healing would be manifested in my life. So, Lord God, I'm asking you right now to heal my body, and because I believe what your promises say, I believe I'm healed. Do you see the difference? Not because of what you see with your eyes, but be based on what the promises of God says. You got to understand that when you're speaking words of faith, they have got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit does not empower your words, then they are nothing but empty words. Do you get that? If the Holy Spirit doesn't empower your words, when the Holy Spirit tells me to say, to anoint these children and tell them that they are to speak healing to their body, if that is not coming through the power of the Holy Spirit and it's only coming through Joanne, it's not going to make any difference. Do you understand that? That's why God gave us the Holy Spirit. That's why he said the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives inside of us. You have got to believe that in order for it to be manifested. Amen. So what we're going to do, I'm not going to keep you long today because I, I just couldn't. Uh, it is what it is. But God said we're going to look at some scriptures concerning how we speak. And what we say out of our mouth. Last week I I had to say this to several people. You need to change the way you speak. You need to change the way you think. Because the way that you're speaking. And the way that you think. And the way that you're talking. Is not conducive with what the word of God is saying. You understand? There's got to be a change to go on inside of us. So the first place you knew you were going to turn to scripture. I only have three or four scriptures for you today. But the first one. Is Proverbs 18, 21. Now I'm going to read it out of the Amplified, but I want you to turn to it in whatever Bible you have. If you have your phone and you're doing it on the phone, then that's fine. You pull it up on the Amplified, but if you don't, uh, pull it up in your Bible, in the Red Bible, and somebody will give the page numbers. Proverbs 18, 21. We're talking about speaking words of faith. We're talking about the fact that God said, whatever you believe, you'll receive. Whatever you believe, you'll receive. You got to believe it first. You got to believe it first. Not because of what you see, but because it's God's promise. Do you understand that? Not because of what you see, Desiree, but because it's God's promise. Believe it. And then you'll receive it. Okay, let's look. And everybody knows this scripture, but I had to have you turn to it. Proverbs 18, 21. You got to speak to me, Lord. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge in it, eats its fruits and bears the consequences of their words. Now, this is powerful. This is, I'm going to read this latter part again. Those who love it, love what? Love what? No. Those who love it, love what? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I want you to understand, I'm, I I. Whatever, I'm doing this the way God told me to do it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, what is the it? 
No. Death and life are in the power. We got any English majors in here? The, does death, oh Lord, death and life are in the power of the tongue. What did they love? They love running off the at the mouth. They love the words that come out of their mouth. They love just talking a whole bunch of smack, uh, to put it that way. Okay? Death and life are in the power of the, and those who, who just love to run off at the mouth, we can put it that way, make it a little clearer, right? And indulge it. Eats its fruit. What does that mean? Eats its fruit and bears the consequence of the word. First of all, God says, where is the power? Where, where, where does power come from? Yes. Death and life are in the power. God wants you to know how powerful that tongue is. We got to stop thinking it's just jokes and we stop thinking it's just funny. And it's stop thinking that, you know, it's just, I, I just like to make Cute remark. God said death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love to run off at the mouth are going to, uh, and indulge in running off at the mouth, are going to eat the fruit of it and bear the con consequences of their words. What is this saying? It's saying exactly what it's saying. What does it mean? What does, go ahead, Don. I was going to say that, um, it means that uh, that you're going to have to deal with whatever you say. Amen. You're going to reap the harvest of what you speak out of your mouth. God said you're going to eat its fruit, the, the fruit that grows from just speaking mess out of you. You're going to eat the fruit of it, and you're going to bear the consequences of what you say. Half of the things that people are going through in their life right now is because that's all they speak out of their mouth is negativity, or, or this is wrong, or that is wrong. You're bearing the, you're eating the fruit. Yeah. If you always say, my children are nothing but bad, you're going to eat the fruit of what you're saying. If you always say, my husband is no good and my husband is there, you're going to eat the fruit of what you're, you're not confessing anything positive over your husband. You're not confessing, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, but God said you'll eat the fruit of what comes out of your mouth. Your words have power. Your words can kill, and your words can give life. Stop thinking that it doesn't matter what you say out of your mouth. That's why Satan has made it. The, the comedians and all this other stuff and talk about your mama and your, your sister and, your, and they make it a joke. God said you'll eat the fruit of what comes out of your mouth when you got a loose mouth that speaks a whole bunch of nothing. That's what God says. Turn to Proverbs 16. 24. Death and life. Proverbs 16, 24. Death and life. We're going to find the page so everybody will be on the same page. 524. 524. Proverbs 16, 24. Proverbs 16, 24, you have it. Speak to me, Lord. 
pleasant words, pleasant words, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet and delightful to the soul and healing to the body. We just saw in Proverbs where it said death and life are in the power of the tongue. So God is showing you here that if death and life are in the power of your tongue, he says, I want to drop some wisdom in you. I'm going to drop some wisdom in you. What you need to do is start speaking pleasant words. Start speaking encouraging words. Start speaking sweet words. Start speaking kind words. God said these are words that have power in your life. They have power in your life. If you keep saying that all you're getting is weeds in your garden, then you need to look and see what you're planning, planting in your garden. If all you're getting is is shriveled up fruit and and all of this kind of stuff, God said, what are you planting inside of you? He said, sweet words, kind words. Do you know how to speak, Jaden, speak sweet and kind words to your mom and sweet and kind words to your dad and and your sibling? Not a, well, they're just getting on my nerves or or I'm just, uh, I got to say what I got to say. God says sweet and kind words, encouraging words. Okay, God said that what we believe in our heart, what's inside of our heart, has got to be transmitted through our lips. What we say we believe in our heart has got to be transmitted through our lips. You want your situation to change We're talking about strengthening your faith. You want your situation to change, then change your language. Do you understand that? It's it's not hard. Strengthening your faith is not a hard thing. People think, oh, you know, this faith walk is so hard. It's not hard. All you got to do is follow the wisdom that God gives to you. Okay, the word of God, when you speak it, You're planting a seed. The word of God, when you speak it, you're planting a seed. You're planting it. Everybody in here that, well, Desiree knows and Felice knows and and, uh, my baby, uh, Katrina knows because she's like, she's a social worker and so forth. And Don knows because of the positions that they have. That if you speak kind words to your, you, you, you speak kind words to your students. You don't let the other kids in the classroom be bullying them or, or calling them names or, or making fun of them. And you're all Johnny, no, 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 don't believe that. You are so talented and you are so this and you are so, you do it in school on your jobs and so forth with your uh, clientele that you work for, but you, can't you do it at home? Can't you do it to each other at home? Why is it that we can talk better with people outside of our family than we can do to the people that are inside of our family that we are supposed to be committed to, that we're supposed to love? Amen? Amen. God said, pleasant words are like a honeycomb. They're sweet and delightful. to It delights the soul. But not only that, God said, 
pleasant words will bring healing to your body. What do you think that means? Pleasant words will bring healing to your body. What do you think that means? Call and response today. I, I'm, God did this, said this is the way these, this sermon series is going to go, so you're going to have to deal with it. Okay, what does it mean? That pleasant words are healing to the body. It'll be beneficial for you as well. You won't harbor any whatever's negative or whatever's bothering you, so it'll, it'll nourish your soul as well as somebody else's. It will nourish your soul. Healing words will nourish your soul as well as nourishing the hearer of your words. That's true. That is very true. But one thing the Lord keeps dropping in my spirit, and you take it and pray and ask God whether to you believe I'm speaking for him, that a lot of the things that go on our bodies with sickness and disease is a result of our attitudes, result of our words, result of, result of the things that we say out of our mouth. Kind of spirit that you have. If you have a a, a contrary, uh, contrite spirit that all you ever say is negative and so on and so forth, you can believe that it will start to affect your body. The the doctors tell you that as far as ulcers and stuff is concerned. Amen. So it's important. It's important that you start speaking the words. You say, I don't know what encourage. Speak the words. Go into the word. Get some promises. Speak those promises over yourself and over your family. Speak the word. I showed you last week uh, with the centurion where he told Jesus, speak the word only. That's what you got to learn how to do. Amen. Amen. Speak, to, speak the word. Okay, we're going to go back to a scripture that we looked at last week, and I do believe that this is where we're going to get ready and end, but don't think it's going to be that fast. Okay, yes, Mark 11. We looked at this last week, and part of this is where it says, believe, if you believe, you'll receive. Okay, but we're going to look at a little bit more this morning, and I need you to put your spiritual hats on. Probably people on Facebook saying, I'm so glad I'm not in her church. But that's okay. You all are going to learn so that uh, you can be the, the uh, Christians and the vehicles or the instruments that God wants you to be. Mark eleven twenty two to 26. Mark 11, we're going to start with verse 22. Put your spiritual hats on. Amen. Everybody have it? Anybody don't have it? Give us a page number for my babies up front. You got, the, you got it? Okay, page 823. Let's look at this. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. Thank you, Lord. It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and you shall, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against 
anyone forgive him so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. God is so loving to you. God is so compassionate to me that he has given us three important truths in these scriptures. Three important truths in this scripture that we can learn from this text. From Jesus' own lips, from Jesus' lips, we receive direct and practical instruction concerning our working out our faith. What is the first point? There are three points in here. What is the first point? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. If you want to work out your faith, your faith walk with God, if you want to strengthen your, your faith walk with God, you got to have faith in, not in pastor. You love pastor. That's good. Not in your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad. But God says you have got to be grounded in your faith in almighty God. If your faith is not grounded in God, then you're, you're just going to be defeated throughout your life. Jesus said in this faith walk, have faith in God. What was the second point? There's three things that he teaches us here. What is the second point that he teaches us in these verses? Okay, I'm quoting. Not to know, not quite like don't doubt. Doubt is a part of that. It is a part of number two, but it's a little bit more than not just doubting. Uh, uh, Don, were you saying something? I was just going to say, um, believe um, that what you say is going to come. Believe what you say. Believe what you say. So he's saying faith is a spoken reflection of what's in your heart. Faith is a spoken reflection. Remember, God said, out of the mouth, the hearts, yeah, out of the heart, how did the mouth, the heart speak? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So God said, what's in your heart is what's going to come out of your mouth. So when you look at yourself, then you're going to have to realize that there, you might need a heart transplant. Oh, well, no, God said he already did that when you were born again. But you might need a, a heart massage or something like that. Say that again. Come on, move your mask. Say it again so I can hear you. you know, she said that's okay. Okay, it's saying that what's in your heart, that you're supposed to speak out of your mouth what's inside of your heart. That means that you are aligning the, your will up with the will of God. When it says believe and receive, believe and receive, believe and receive, Lord, I'm allowing, aligning my will up with your will. Because if it's God's will, I know I'm going to receive it. Do you see that? Aligning. Remember we talked about that a little bit last week? Okay. About our will. Okay. How <coughs> Jesus said in the garden, not my will, but thy will be done. You want to align your will up with the will of Almighty God. And when you do that, you speak it out of your mouth. 
So we got the first point that God says to strengthen our faith, to do the uh, faith walk. The first point is what? Have faith in God. The second point is what? Their faith is a spoken reflection of what's in your heart. Because remember, Jesus said, whatever you ask, whatever you believe, right? Asking, believing, you're speaking out of your mouth what you believe inside your heart. Whatever you ask, you, re you believe, okay? So you're speaking. Y'all, I'm not giving you this just to give it to you. I'm giving it to you so that you'll pray on these points and you'll work them out during the course of your week and you'll change the way that you talk. What is the third point? Pardon me, I can't hear. I hear mumbling. No, we already did that. To align your word out. What did you say, Felice? Say it again. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Your faith walk. You wonder what's hindering your faith walk. Do you have any unforgiveness inside your heart for anybody? Notice Jesus said in this text, if you hold anything against anyone, if you hold anything against anyone, he doesn't qualify it. He doesn't say if it's uh, you can forgive them if they're part of your family. He doesn't say you forgive them if they look like you. He doesn't say you forgive them if they believe like you. God said you cannot hold any unforgiveness in your heart, okay, toward anyone if you want to walk in faith and see the things that you pray for manifested in your life. So you wonder why some of your prayers are not being answered. Uh, not you particularly, but people on Facebook, whoever. You're holding, you're holding resentment. You got to give it to God. You got to let go and let God. You got to let, and, and my brothers and sisters in Christ, let me tell you this. For years, I struggled with that. Lord, how do I let go? and let God, you know, how do I let go of what this person did and how this person treated me and whatever. And God did what God did. He said, by loving them. He said, love your enemies. Isn't that what he said? Pray for those who despitefully use you. Isn't that what he said? Isn't that what he said? David, did he say that? Pray for those who despitefully use you. God says, in our faith walk, you want your faith strengthened. Then you've got to live a life of forgiveness. Now that doesn't, the Lord said, thank, tell you this, doesn't mean you lay down on the floor and allow somebody to walk all over top of you. The only way you become a doormat is if you lay down. Do you understand? When you're in a situation where someone is doing, treating you unkindly, what you do is you let them know what they're doing is hurting you in whatever way it's hurting you. But you let, also let them know, I'm not going to allow what you do to affect how I react to you in my life and in my heart. 
Because if I hold bitterness against you, then I'm going to hinder my relationship with God. And I have told you all so many times, there's nobody worth. I mean, you know how much I love my family. You know how much I love you. But there's just nobody worth allowing you to hinder my relationship with God. Amen. Amen. So those are three points. God said, trust in God. Have faith in God. He says, speak out of your mouth what you believe in your heart. And what you believe in your heart, you got to search the word and put the promises inside of you. And then you got to give a life, live a life of forgiveness. Any questions, comments, thoughts? No, nothing. Let us pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We want our faith to be strengthened. Lord God, people talk about, you know, how strong people are and this other kind of, all this kind of stuff. And we thank you for that. But it's only because of you. It's only because of your mercy and your grace. It's only because... I was praying this morning, and I can't remember how the Lord gave it to me, but it was like, if you don't respond in in the way that God would have you to respond in a given situation, then your faith is not real to you. Your faith is not real. God's promises are not real. God loves you so much. I wish I, I don't have the capacity, Lord God, to explain it to him. But I know that you know, and I just ask you to touch their hearts, Lord. Yeah. Just give them an inkling of how much you love them. Yeah. Yeah. Lord God, just an inkling. And let them know that, you know, all these things that you teach in your word the hard things, the easy things, the whatever, are only there for our benefit. We love you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus, my soul says amen. Amen. We're going to play the uh, same song from last week, Uh, Holy Water. I I, I might play this song every week. I love this song. I want you to just listen to the words.